0: To a Hope 1032 podcast. Growing up, I sincerely thought that Christ was a surname. People use the words Jesus Christ the way they might say Adam Gilchrist or John Dixon or whatever. It seemed perfectly reasonable to me at the time that there would also have been a Mary and Joseph Christ, an Auntie Christ, a Grandpa Christ, and so on down the Christ family tree. Little did I know that Christ was a prestigious title. Even less did I know that it was a title of central importance to two world religions, not just one. Did you know that to this day, observant Jews pray earnestly for the ruler promised in their scriptures, the Old Testament, descended from King David, who would liberate Israel from its enemies and establish the kingdom of God in the world. Each day of the week... Orthodox Jews recite words that have been part of Judaism since before the time of Jesus. This particular prayer that I want to read you comes from the Jewish prayer book, the Siddur. Here it is. The offspring of your servant David, may you speedily cause to flourish and enhance his glory through your salvation, for we hope for your salvation all day long. Another prayer for this promised King, descended from David, appears again in the Jewish prayer book, and it's in the Jewish equivalent of a grace which is said during mealtimes every midweek day. Here it is. Have mercy, our God, on Israel, your people, on Jerusalem, your city, on Zion, the resting place of your glory, and on the monarchy of the house of David, your anointed one. The all-important word here is anointed. Anointed. It translates the Hebrew term Messiah, which in Greek is Christ. So Messiah and Christ both mean anointed one. The idea of anointed kings, of messiahs or Christs, goes right back to the time of the biblical prophet Samuel, 1,000 years before Jesus. And the most significant of all of Samuel's duties as a prophet was to commission by anointing a young shepherd boy named David, the David of David and Goliath fame. We read about this in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Here we go. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. King David wasn't the first or the last person in the Bible to undergo an anointing ceremony like this, but he was considered the model of, of a king anointed with God's spirit and power. He was, if you like, the first Messiah, the first Christ. Even when the 400-year dynasty of King David collapsed in the 6th century BC, Jews still clung on to King David as the symbol of their future hope. The prophets during this period of Israel's demise promised that out of the stump of David's fallen family tree would emerge the true Christ, the truly Spirit-anointed King who would rule the world forever. Consider this prophecy, which comes from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 11. I'll read it to you. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was David's family name. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a new anointed one with righteousness he will judge the needy with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked in that day the root of jesse that's the promised descendant of king david will stand as a banner for the peoples the nations will rally to him this is the anointed king Jews to this day pray for daily in the words, have mercy our God on the monarchy of the house of David, your anointed one, your Messiah. And only when you understand this deep Jewish longing for the Messiah descended from King David, will you appreciate the enormity and scandal of the claim at the center of the Christian gospels that Jesus Is this Christ? Is this anointed one? 18 months into Jesus' public ministry as a teacher and healer, he asked his followers, Who do you say I am? It's a good question, isn't it? And it's one you'd want to get right if you'd been hanging out with Jesus for a year and a half. And the Apostle Peter does get it right. Mark chapter 8 tells us, Peter answered, You are the Christ. More than a teacher more than a healer, Jesus was announced to all as the descendant of King David, anointed by God to rally the nations under his command, just as the prophecy of Isaiah 11 quoted earlier had said. Interestingly, this claim that Jesus was the Christ was heard and reported even by non-Christian writers in the period. The Roman writers Suetonius and Tacitus refer to Jesus as Christ, even though they would have had little idea of what that title meant. Even the first century Jewish historian, Josephus, um, who would have known what the title meant, describes Jesus in words that can't have come easily off his pen. In recounting the martyrdom of Jesus' brother, James, Josephus writes these words. Ananus, the high priest, assembled the Sanhedrin of Judges and brought before them the brother of Jesus, the so-called Christ. The central unapologetic claim of Christianity is that God has appointed Jesus as the rightful Lord of all people. He is the anointed one, the Christ or Messiah. He is more than a teacher, more than a healer. He is the Messiah. A good friend uh, told me about some friends of hers who own an exclusive jewellery shop here in the city of Sydney. A few years ago, an American gentleman walked into the store and bought a pink argyle diamond worth about $20,000. In the middle of the transaction, the computer apparently froze. The man leant over the counter made a keystroke suggestion, and sure enough, the computer began to work again. The woman asked, "'You know a little about computers, do you?' to which this man nodded, completed his transaction, and went on his way. Later in the day, when the woman explained to her husband how the computer had frozen in the middle of such a lucrative transaction, they took a second look at the credit card details. It turns out they'd just sold a pink argyle diamond, to a Mr. Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft International. This is a fair dinkum story. The woman suddenly felt a bit ridiculous for having asked him, you know a little about computers, do you? When the reality is, this is the guy who just about runs the computer industry worldwide. Now I tell you that true story because it reminds me of something we in Australia do quite often something that's far more significant our attitude toward Jesus is sometimes you know a little about life do you Jesus when in reality he is the divinely appointed Lord of all things he is the Christ more than a teacher more than a healer he is the one God has appointed as our leader as our Lord. Hope one oh three two. Thanks for listening.